Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. We've had lots of great feedback from last month's episode, both the story and the conversation with Ben Avery about Christian storytelling. So much so, we're planning on having more guests on the show in future episodes to talk about the craft of story making, just as soon as I learn how to record a Skype or Google Plus conversation using Windows 8. If any of you listeners have some expertise with this, please drop me a note at nathan at untoldpodcast.com. It's got to be Windows 8 because that's the operating system I'm using. But in the meantime, we've got a great story for you this month written by Kenneth P. Harmeyer. Ken lives in Honolulu with his wife of almost 34 years. He is a beekeeper and motorcyclist. He belongs to the Christian Motorcyclist Association and comes up with stories while riding. This story came to him when someone almost ran him over. Ken has a regular segment on the Spirit Blade Underground podcast as Ken from Honolulu, where he dusts off forgotten speculative movie gems and reminds listeners to go back and watch and enjoy them. I've posted links to some of the episodes he's featured on in the show notes. So now, The Untold Podcast is proud to present Soft and Chewy by Kenneth P. Harmeyer. I need to record this before I forget. I don't know why, though. No one will ever believe me. Let me start by saying many people believe we are the only intelligent life in this vast universe. Let me tell you, that is not the case. I met someone from another planet. There, I said it. If anyone listens to this, they will think I'm crazy. It happened one night about six cycles ago. I was out for my evening stroll. As I went along, I noticed the trees and lampposts weren't moving past me. Or, it's better to say, I wasn't moving past them. I put on more speed, but it didn't make any difference. I still wasn't going anywhere. All of a sudden, a very bright light shone in my eyes and blinded me. When I could see again, there was a creature in front of me. It was a very strange shape. It had a ball on the top of a mass. Out of the mass came four long stick-like things. I thought they might be arms and legs, but they were much too thin and long to be that. The creature moved toward me and pointed something at me. A flash of light came out of that thing, and I fainted. The next thing I knew, I was in some kind of room. The creature was on the other side of some kind of transparent partition. The creature touched something on the front of its body. The body split open, and I saw another body inside. I realized it must have two skins, one hard and one soft. I could only guess why they had two bodies, but my guess was they must have an outside skin and an inside one. As I watched, the creature shed the outer skin and hung it on the wall. It started making some strange high-pitched noise. The noise was coming out of a hole in the ball on top of the body. Of course, I wasn't going to pass up a chance to study them. I saw they had two holes in the front of the ball. They were filled with something. I guess they must be some kind of sensory organ because they kept the holes pointed in the direction they were moving. I noticed that they had two holes covered with some kind of fleshy stuff on the side of the bowl. I couldn't guess what these were for. Maybe some kind of mating thing? Maybe the more the fleshy stuff stuck out from the ball could mean like a better mate? 
I thought the ball might be ahead, but it was in the wrong place. It was most certainly the wrong size. After a little bit, I was able to understand them. Sort of. They would speak, and then, about a second later, they would start that infuriating high-pitched noise. The noise came from what must have been the mouth. It covered a lot of what they said. I was still a bit off from whatever they did to me, so it took me a while, but I guessed the high-pitched noise was some kind of primitive communication. When one made the high-pitched noise, one of them would respond. I couldn't understand what the noise was meant to convey. When they weren't making that noise, they would talk. But they wouldn't talk to each other. They talked to themselves. They would talk about going back to some planet called Earth. I thought about it for a bit and realized they must have been some kind of crazy people. I mean, really, our planet is called Earth. Then it dawned on me. They must be patients who are being sent to a crazy house. They overpowered the guards and took over. How else can you explain them talking to themselves? As I watched them, I learned things. The four stick things were indeed something like arms and legs, but I still can't see how they were able to use those spindly arms without breaking them. I could only guess that they must not have weighed much. Those legs wouldn't have supported a normal person. That ball must have been the head. I still can't guess what those things on the side of the head were. One of the aliens seemed to be smaller than the others. It had two large bumps on the front of its body. All of them had some type of fur or something on the top of their head and on their faces, but the smaller one had lots more on its head and none on its face. Also, the noise it made was much higher pitched than the others. It must have been some immature version of the others. Maybe as it gets older, it will lose the bumps and the noise will get less high pitched. They never came on my side of the barrier, so I never got a chance to study them in detail. After what seemed like a long time, the little one put on its outer skin. Then it pushed some buttons and a door opened behind me. The immature one pointed something at me. I didn't want to faint again. I thought it may have been some kind of weapon, so I started out the door. I don't know about these creatures, but the immature ones on this planet can be dangerous when they have a weapon. It followed me outside. I guess the immature ones have to do most of the hard labor because the ones with the fur on their faces just kind of stood around watching. I looked back and I saw it was some kind of spaceship. I was looking around and realized I had been in there for at least three cycles. I was starving. Those things are kind of crunchy on the outside, but soft and chewy on the inside. I hope more come. They were kind of tasty. And that was our story. I hope you liked it. Ken said that this story came to him when he was riding his motorcycle and someone almost ran him over. After that, a question kept running through his mind. How do others see us? Soft and Chewy starts off and we naturally assume the protagonist is a homo sapien, like us. While this story is a comedy, it has a message that's important for followers of Christ to keep in mind. How do others perceive our actions, especially those who'd be happy to eat us? 
It's not that believers should change the message of the gospel or not speak it, but we need to ask, how can I best communicate to this audience? Certainly many will be offended. That can't always be helped. But we don't want to go out of our way to offend others either. How do others see us? It's a great question to ponder. And even if it shouldn't change our actions, it's good to know how those actions will be perceived. Great stuff. Thanks, Ken. So as we go, please remember to subscribe to our show, join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, tell your friends, or submit a story of your own. And remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network. For more great content and community, visit ChristianGeekCentral.com. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman reminding you that your head is in the wrong place and is most certainly the wrong size.